One of my greatest desires and passions is to see young leaders emerge. And it's always a joy to my heart to see young leaders come up who follow proper protocol, respect and honor, who remain planted in local churches, who follow the leadership of their senior leaders, and there are people who are very ethical and who definitely live a life of integrity. The speaker is going to speak is the same age almost with my, our firstborn son. She's a, a daughter, really, to us. And for me, it thrills me beyond measure. And that's why we have her speak. And more and more, as this conference continues, we're going to feature more and more young leaders because we are very aware that there's a change of vanguard and that our role is being adjusted, that ours is to teach, mentor, and raise young leaders but we need to see these young leaders operate and be there by their side to give encouragement and to assist them in what they are doing. Uh, our speaker is an ordained pastor in the Apostolic Faith Mission of South Africa and then senior pastor of the Apostolic Faith Mission Church, Yakona Lady Assembly, Mosowetu. She is also the AFM, uh, she is the AFM of South Africa National Youth Director and the AFM International Youth President and she's the youth chairperson of the AFM Central Gauteng Region and former African co-chair of Empower 21's youth department called the Next Gen Network. She was also coordinator of Faith Girls Ministry, a ministry focused on equipping girls or women in their work with Christ as well as preserving their dignity. She's a former youth development worker at Columbia Leadership, running leadership programs in the public schooling sectors across South Africa, an executive in the Gauteng Council of Churches, the provincial structure of the SACC churches. She holds a Bachelor of Theology degree from Northwest University, completing it with a Golden Key Honor Society Award. Uh, um, she has, I know, I know she's, going to, she's going to challenge me for what I'm doing tonight. For people to know that you can learn all these things and still be as humble as you are. She has a Bachelor of Architectural Studies degree from the University of Witwatersrand. She is an advocate for the development of youth and building thriving communities through collaboration with key role players in the community. She believes in building Christ-centered communities where the church, which is open throughout the week, facilitates and drives both the spiritual and physical needs of God's children in accordance with Matthew 25 and John 2. And as I said, she's married to Percy, and together they're blessed with the son, Tendo, and uh, probably the one who is also on the way, and we don't know. Uh, um, uh, Reverend, uh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Muruti, for being available, uh, Pastor, for to be preaching here. More so uh, that you accepted our invitation. I had given her two sessions, and she wrote back and said, Muruti, kitlazama ewa, namarate tu, angege and so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like us to stand and welcome Pastor Tandanane Savasa. Come on, let's, let's, let's appreciate the Lord. God, let us pray. Father, we honor you tonight.
We thank you, Moyingwele. Sbongup kona banko gulendao. Sbongamandla anko. Sbongutando Jehovah. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you make us whole. Thank you tonight that, Lord, your word goes out like the rain and the snow. It does not return to you having not accomplished. Oh, may your word accomplish tonight, God. May it accomplish that which you have sent it forth to. Be exalted, King of Kings. Be exalted now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let us give God a hand of praise as we take our seats. Isn't he worthy? Isn't he worthy of the honor? Hallelujah. I just want to greet in a special way the presiding bishop of the house, Bishop Sono. Noma Bishop Sono. Amen. Amen. I want to say happy 40th anniversary, Grace Bible Church. Hallelujah. I know many of us have been saying it. You've been hearing it over and over again. Amen. But happy 40th. It is a great and incredible milestone. Amen. I want to greet in a special way the clergy that is here, the apostles, bishops, the, the, the pastorate, the leadership that is here, the men and women of the cloth. Amen. Be greeted in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to also, in a very special way, just greet Abazalwane Samba Nabasenaled. I know they are here somewhere. And so, hallelujah. And so, I just want to greet them. Greetings again to the body of Jesus Christ. And last but not least, I just want to appreciate my husband. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thought this evening would come with a, behold, I make all things new. Amen. We thought we'd just have a literal example. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. The funny thing, Bishop, is the first time I stood on the stage, I don't know if you remember, it was in 2016. And I was expecting Tendo over there who is five years old. Amen. <laughs> so some of you may not know, it was a Wednesday evening. We were speaking about Empowered 21, and I had six minutes to come and speak about it, and I sat down. And for the sake of history, I thought it's important to mention that, that as you celebrate 40 years, there are things that the Lord was doing in between, things that he was doing subtly that we didn't even know where they would end up. Amen. And so I just really thank God for that. Hallelujah. The theme of the conference that we have is a theme that says, Behold, I make all things new. And while we prepare ourselves to look at the scripture that we have been given for the conference, I also want to honor Omachikane, amen, my mom, hallelujah. And I thank you so much, Bishop, for the way that you honored her. It's a pleasure and an honor for me to be sharing the stage with Apostle Lomo tonight, hallelujah. And I'm really excited to receive the word the Lord has laid in his heart as well. But I'm also happy, Apostle, that I'm the first speaker. Hallelujah. <laughs> because just now, that one spirit gave us the same sermon. So I get to go first. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, the title of the message tonight that we have for the entire week is a word that says, Behold, I make all things new. Amen. And I was looking at the program when we received it from the leadership of the church, and I kept asking a question, and it was, so what theme are we all getting? And we were told that each of us were getting, behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. And then I went on, um, I went on to prepare, and as I was preparing, I discovered that repetition is the best teacher. Hallelujah. There was an article I was reading that spoke about repetition being a, a platform for learning. That repetition gives and produces confidence. Hallelujah. The more you hear something, the more you know it, the more confident you are in what you have heard. Repetition also reduces anxiety. Because the more you hear, behold, I make all things new, behold, I make all things new, you stop worrying about the present moment and you begin to receive that he is indeed making all things new. Hallelujah. Repetition also improves our focus. Because you heard it and you didn't just hear it once. You heard it over and over again, you run better. You work better, hallelujah. You focus, you stay alert because you didn't hear it once. Repetition also is said to, to foster expectation. Hallelujah. So because you've heard it so many times, you start expecting it. You start knowing that any minute now, any day now, it surely will come because I've heard it more than once. In the biblical sense, it comes from Romans chapter 10, 17. Here, faith cometh. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So the more we hear the word, the more our faith increases. Hallelujah. Repetition. The Bible says, God says to Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 8, he says to him, keep this book of the law always on your lips. He says, meditating on it day and night so that you may be careful, focus, to do what it is, what is written on it. Amen. And then he says, and then you will be prosperous and you will succeed in all that you do. So this week, the repetition of the, of the theme you are going to be hearing over and over again is for your own good so that you may succeed and be prosperous in all that you do. Hallelujah. Now the sub-theme for tonight is just the first part of the theme, which is Behold I. And the weight of the I, the weight of the I caused me to stop and pay attention. He says, behold, I. 
The beginning of Isaiah 43, the, 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 the prophet identifies Unkulunkulu as the Lord. He says, thus saith the Lord. He says, thus saith the Lord. The Lord says, hallelujah. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee. So it is important for us to understand that the utterance for this week does not come from the bishop. It does not come from the speakers. It does not come from any of us, but it comes from the oracles of the Lord God Almighty who says, behold, I, the Lord your God, O Jacob, who formed you and who created you, I have called thee by name. So behold, I, because we have to come to a place tonight and as we carry on with all the sessions where we, where we say, but who was it who said it? Yeah. Now the definition of the word who, masbuza. It's one that says that it is when you have a clause that introduces information about a person. It is the, it is the what or the which <laughs> that points to a person. It says it is the noteworthy facts. It is the identity of a person. Hallelujah. And so when the Lord speaks to his people in the book of Isaiah, he speaks to them with noteworthy facts of who he is. Because the children of God, where we are reading, were in exile. They were in captivity. And captivity alone is a challenge. Amen? Captivity is a challenge, Wazalwani. Because when you are bound and when you are limited and when you are stagnant and when you, you do not have control, hallelujah, it means that all that consumes you is the state that you are in. So the Lord had to deal with their state by introducing himself and letting them know that he's the one who formed them. The parallel of, of Isaiah 43 is the journey of the Exodus. As you heard, I think it was on Sunday, you heard that there was a journey. It is like a second Exodus. And what you find there is that, is that the, the challenge with the Babylon, and we will talk about it later, the captivity, the challenge with Babylon is that the Lord had to reintroduce himself to his people. The Bible tells us in, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 onwards, that, that Moses had a challenge. When God spoke to Moses, Moses did not only have to go and introduce himself to Pharaoh, but he had to also go to the Israelites and tell them who was sending him. In the famous text where Moses says, who shall I say has sent me? If they ask me, what is your name? He was not saying, if Pharaoh asks me. He was saying, if the Israelites ask me, who will I say you are? Because the years of bondage and slavery had conditioned them in such a way that Moses needed to be able to identify this God to this captive nation. 
The chains and, and the oppression they had gone to was such that they could possibly ask, who is this who wants to come and save us? Imagine people who are going to be rescued, having to be told who their rescuer is for the very first time. And the Bible says in, in Exodus chapter 3, Moses says, suppose they ask me who it is and what is his name. He says in verse 14, God says to Moses, I am who I am. He says, this is what you ought to tell the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. In this week, church, the one who is saying I am doing a new thing is I am. The Bible says in the following verse 15, he says this shall be my name from generation to generation. So his name has not changed. The same God who spoke to Moses is the same God who's speaking tonight. Says that shall be my name from generation to generation. So I am is saying to you right now, behold. It says behold I do a new thing. Can you not perceive it? The Bible says that he carries on in Isaiah in a few, ch in a few verses, verse 3, verse 14, verse 15. And he keeps telling them who he is. He says, I'm the Holy One of Israel. I am your creator. He says, I am your redeemer. He says, I am your king. Oh, the Lord has to keep. He, he keeps giving us these noteworthy facts of who he is. In case we are wondering, hallelujah. Your redeemer, your creator, your king, that is who I am. The Bible tells us that the writer of the Hebrews says that, that this is the God who swears by himself. It says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 to 20, it is when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater that he would swear by, the Bible says he swore by himself. So we, we are carrying, Bazalwani, a word from God that comes with the weight, hallelujah, that he hallelujah, because there was no one greater for him to swear by. So whatever it is that you are standing in, whatever you are trusting him for, just know that you are you are standing on a rock that has sworn on a rock, a rock of ages that cannot be shaken, that cannot be moved. So whatever it is that is happening, you are standing on a vow. The Bible says that 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 patiently Abraham waited. So God spoke and all Abraham had to do was wait on it. Wait on it. Wait on it. 
He spoke it. All you need to do is what? Wait on it. The Bible said, and it came to pass. He says in verse 17 of Hebrew chapter 6, it says, because God wanted to make this unchanging nature of his, of his purpose clear. Which was that he saw by himself and that he cannot lie. So he wanted you to know that God wants you to know that the purpose for your life is unchanging. It cannot alter. It cannot be changed. It is what it is and it is what he said it was. It will continue to be. The Bible says that he says this was so that we could be encouraged and so that our hope, hallelujah, our hope may be greatly increased. May you receive the hope of God this week. And may it be the kind that anchors you. May it be the kind that helps you to stand firmly. May it be the kind that secures you. That's what the Bible says. It says we have this hope as anchors for our soul. Oh, hallelujah. It says it enters the inner sanctuary. The writer of the Hebrew says it enters. So suddenly it's not just a word now, this hope. It is a person. He says it enters into the sanctuary. And then the writer describes this it's hope. As Jesus Christ, the forerunner, who went into the holies of holies behind the curtain on our behalf. Says he's the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The high priest forever. The deliverance story of Exodus was one where Moses took them out. The story we are in today is the one where Jesus took us out. So it is not the 40 years from oppression. It is the 40 years into possession. It is the 40 years into occupying. It is the 40 years into ownership. Now we need to enter into a place where we take hold. The Bible says after 40 years, the Lord appears to Moses. Amen. And he says, Because that you are entering into. Tell your neighbor in Kulule I told a Calvary. The Lord is not delivering you from Egypt. The Lord is not delivering you from Egypt. He's taking you to a place, a higher place. says behold I do a new thing not only does the Lord tell them who he is the Bible tells that that tells us that he starts telling them who he is not because the challenge with Babylon is that it messes up your mind captivity struggling suffering messes up with your we've spoken about this just now 
So now, in order for you not just to receive who God is, you also need to receive who he isn't. And suddenly in Isaiah 44, the next chapter, the Lord starts painting a picture of the environment they are in. He speaks about, he speaks about the, the carpenter. He speaks about the blacksmith from Isaiah 44 verse 9 onwards. He speaks about these men with skills who create their own God. Who take a, a block of wood and, and carve out the human form and then they worship this block of wood. And with the remaining wood, they make a fire and they bake, they bake bread. And with the remaining wood, they make a fire and keep warm. So the Lord has to say, I'm, I'm not that. He has to say, He says that, it says, the one that you make with the chisel, I'm not that one. The one that you hold with your hand that is tangible, I'm not that one. And the Bible says that he starts saying to them, he says to them, not one of you stops to think. Verse 19. He says, listen, it's not the one. It's not make sure. This one. It's not, it's not make sure. He says, is there not even one of you, verse 19, who stops to think? None of you who has the knowledge or the understanding to say, but if Lentesi Kotamelayo, we used it for, for bread and then we used it for fuel and then Sasfuktumezangayo, ay man. And then in verse 20, he says, such people feed on ashes. And they are deluded, they are misled. He says they cannot even save themselves. And he says, is not this thing in my right hand a lie? Hallelujah. He says, I've come to tell you who I am and who I'm not so that you come to a realization that maybe you are holding on to something on your right hand that is a lie. Maybe you are holding it so closely, but it's a lie. Maybe you don't want to let it go, but it's a lie. You gave it sovereignty, but you lento ibambi. So it says, is there, is, not, is there not even one of you somewhere here who says to themselves, surely what I'm holding by my right hand is a lie? The Bible says in Isaiah 40, the chapter, two chapters, three chapters before the one we are on. They say, they say, the, 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 the prophet is saying, good to the people are complaining. Babylon. Babylon is here. They are complaining. And they say the Lord does not regard us. The Lord disregards us. The Lord doesn't see us. We are hidden before the eyes of the Lord. And 
the Bible says in verse 28, Isaiah says, do you not know? He says, do you not know? Have you not yet heard that this God is the everlasting one, this one? That he is in dialogue with you because he's everlasting, because he's unchanging. He says, have you not heard that the creator of the ends of the earth does not grow weary? Amen. It says that his understanding no one can fathom. It says he gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. He even, even if the youth grow tired. And even if young men stumble. But those whose hope is in the Lord. He says they will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. He says they will run. They will not. They will run and they will not. They will walk and they will not grow weary. The ones who trust in this God. The Bible says those who trust in him. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because of where your hope is. So he doesn't just release, he doesn't just say, I am doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, verse 19. He says, Behold, I do a new thing. He says, I am making. Says, I am making a pathway in the wilderness. He says, I am creating streams in the wasteland. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God doesn't just speak. He says, I didn't just say it, but I'm sorting it out. I will open up a pathway and I will create streams. So I will deal with that drought. Don't worry about the drought. Says I am making, I am making, I am making. I am not just doing a new thing. I'm also making sure that everything that must align with this new thing begins to align. Hallelujah, I'm making sure that it will align. When he spoke to Moses, he was done, hallelujah. When he's speaking to you right now, as he speaks to you this week, I need you to know, Mzalwane, that he has said it, but he's also making something happen in the background that will attest to what he has spoken. Oh, he's not just speaking. Somebody say, Lord, I thank you that you are making. Lord, I see that you are making. Lord, I believe that you are making. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, that you are making. You are making a pathway. Thank you that you are creating streams in the wilderness. Thank you that when nothing grew, cedars of Lebanon will stand. Thank you that instead of the thorns, oh God, that there will be beautiful.
beautiful branches that will stream out. Because you have said it. Oh, he's the creator of the whole universe. Hallelujah. And he says, behold over your life. He says, behold over your life. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we prepare to close tonight, there's something that happens when God speaks. We've said that the behold I make all things new. It's not coming from the bishop. It's not coming from any leader. It's coming from God. It's coming from God. It's coming from God. The Bible says they were on their way to Emmaus. And he appeared among them, but they couldn't recognize him because they didn't know him. So they carried about with their conversation. But if you know him, your conversation stops. And if you know him, you pay attention to him. And whatever you are complaining about and whatever you are saying in the beginning of the conversation, if you recognize that now he is among us. Who? Who is saying he's making all things new in your life? Do you know who is speaking? Bible says, he says to the Samaritan woman, if only you knew who... If you knew who was asking you for water, you would ask him for living waters. Bible says in Matthew 8, the, the centurion comes and he says, my servant is he is sick. Jesus says, must I come? He says, no, you don't need to come. Because I know who you are. You just need to speak a word. Just say it from where you are. Because I know who you are. You just need to say the word. Because I know who you are. He says, I too am a man of authority. I tell the servant, go there and he goes. I tell him, come back and he comes back. When uh, the Messiah, you just need to say the word. And I know that by the time I get home. I know that by the time I get home. to carry this word with me and know that it is finished and know that it is done church while we are standing on our feet the bible says the following one day Moses was walking bishop he was tending the flock his father's flock his father-in-law's flock a normal day until the voice of God came until the voice of God came. In Exodus chapter 3, suddenly Moses moves from just walking on sand, from just walking in a wilderness, from just walking with flock, suddenly the voice says, behold, you are now standing on holy ground. 
ground. This is no longer the ground that you are used to. This is no longer the church you are used to. You are no longer standing. You are no longer sitting on a chair that you know. Grace Bible Church, the voice of God, is in this place. It is no longer the same. You are now standing on holy ground. You are standing on holy ground. The Bible says he took off his sandals and he bowed before him because he couldn't be hold of him. Oh, Lord, we thank you. That the presence of your voice, God, tells us that we are no longer standing where we are used to standing. That we are no longer, no longer in a place we know. No longer in a place that is familiar to us. Because you are speaking. Because you are speaking. I want to pray tonight for people who have an understanding that the voice of God changes everything. That was the last time Moses was leading just some flock on a wilderness. After that moment, he had to lead people out of oppression. There is divine assignment here tonight. There is divine assignment here tonight. The Lord is changing someone's identity. The Lord is changing someone's role and assignment. Behold, I make all things new. From tending the flock to leading a whole nation. The Bible says that when God spoke to Joshua, he moved from being a spy and an onlooker to being a commander, to being the one that the Lord will use for great and mighty exploits, to bring forth victory through him, no longer a spy and an onlooker. Where you are, I'd like you to raise your hands and receive from the Lord. Receive a transition. Receive encounter and elevation. Receive a new thing. Father, I pray this, this evening in the name of Jesus to thank you for your word that accomplishes its work. To thank you, Lord God Almighty, for transition. Thank you for a new thing. Thank you for assignment. Thank you that your word says you put authority on top of Joshua. Thank you that, Lord, you gave him your authority. Thank you, Lord, that there is a generation right now that is rising up in authority, God. Not in opinion, but in authority, God. Thank you, mighty Lord, tonight for your word. Thank you that you are the one who is speaking to us. And we worship you. We worship you.
Those who say I received divine assignment tonight, raise your hands. It says I'm making it happen. I'm sorting it out. I'm aligning the things in the background. I'm dealing with the systems. I'm opening the doors. I'm leveling the ground, the mountains. I'm bringing up the valleys. I'm making every crooked way straight. I am making every rough plain smooth. I, the Lord, have walked before you. You just need to know who I am. We give you glory and we honor you, King of Kings. In Jesus' name. Let all who believe say amen. amen. Let us give God a hand of praise. He's worthy.